0: Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. Today, Caroline is going to continue talking about some of the approaches she's found useful for communication in a virtual world. Thank you, as ever, Darren. Jumping right in then. If in a one to one and it's a difficult meeting like a poor performance review, then a technique around listening that I speak about elsewhere can be really useful. The essence of it is to repeat exactly what the other person has said every so often, which encourages them to continue, but also demonstrates you to be a listener and that you have respect for the other person. In this situation, it seems that the other person doesn't notice that you're repeating things verbatim. They just feel listened to. Our voices are so important to our communication, especially in terms of the emotion we relay. The words themselves can at times score very low in communicating meaning, so experts such as Albert Merabin tell us. And it's the way we say them that indicates our intent. This includes body language, of course, but as that is severely diminished in a virtual world, then we need to focus more on voice. Speed and silence are key aspects I'd like to start with. I don't think I've ever come across a circumstance in public speaking where someone has spoken too slowly. The issue for me, though I know others may have had different experiences, is almost exclusively that someone speaks too fast, especially when they're nervous. So, if you want to get across your message, slow it down. Sometimes repetition, as opposed to slow speech, can be a problem, as for example when someone pitches their content too low and the audience is on the edge of their seat just willing them to get on with it. But generally, slow articulation is not the problem. If you're really worried about what's the right speed, record yourself and compare yourself with those who are great speakers on TV or online and mimic their speed and intonation. Yours will always be different so don't worry that you'll sound like a mimic but try to step outside of yourself and hear yourself as others do when you're in a relaxed state and therefore hearing properly. By also considering how, for instance, newscasters or those doing TED Talks speak, you can experiment with acting the part in effect until it becomes you. And it will be your very own, but better than before. Then there are the irritating fillers we sometimes need to work on that distract and even irritate our audience, so detract from our message, like the ums and the sort of, kind of, as, etc. that I mentioned earlier. Record yourself and find out what is your special expression, and then practice speaking without it and simply pausing instead. You can record yourself, get a friend to monitor, talk to the mirror in the morning. There are many ways of training yourself out of whatever your habit might be. Slowing down as well as silence can help. So slow it down and stop or pause instead of filling in with an um or a kind of. Pauses are really helpful as well in terms of allowing your audience a little time to digest what you've just said. The same is true of repetition. The same is true of repetition. If you want to come across with some gravitas, even if you can't be seen, be very aware of your posture. Lounging on a sofa or even in bed when it's at an unsocial hour in your part of the world? anyone ever done that, can be heard. Indeed, if you're wanting to come across with some authority, perhaps it's a difficult negotiation or another challenging conversation, stand to make the call, as I mentioned last time. You'll come across as speaking with greater confidence and gravitas without being any more aggressive, just more authoritative. Some deep breaths and making sure you're calm and not rushing into a call will also help your voice. Keeping your voice at a low pitch is also generally advised. When we get excited, our pitch can rise, and that usually implies we're losing some control, even if all it really is, is that we're a bit excited about the topic under discussion. Avoid using buts when responding to a point made by another, and dial your assertiveness down one notch, put Chris Hyman, the acting coach I refer to elsewhere, when responding to someone in a situation of possible conflict or negotiation, to keep it just under their level of assertiveness. It's about managing the situation so that they don't feel unreasonably challenged, whilst not becoming so submissive your point isn't even heard. I generally come across two different types of people on conference calls and similar. Those who have a tendency to shout, as if that will help the others on the line hear them better, and those who don't seem to even think about the need to speak up, even if they're not near the microphone and have already been asked to speak up. I think we're all getting better at this and the key is to project adequately without shouting. One way of assessing how you're doing is simply to ask. But it's amazing how some of these behaviours have actually self-corrected over the last year, at least in the professional world. Though speaking for myself, in private circles such as clubs where colleagues are retired and not practising the art of virtual meetings every day, It can be a challenge still to stop people shouting over each other, for example. Whether in the private or business world, though, use of inclusive language, words, expressions, is really important. I can think of recent meetings I've attended with well-intentioned, educated men and women talking about matters of diversity, where it's been stunning how people use non-inclusive terms without seemingly a moment's thought very ironic and absolutely undermining to their credibility with others. Simple things to also think about are different time zones, different seasons, different personal circumstances, different cultural behaviours and habits, etc. By thinking these through before we speak, we can actually ensure everybody feels included in the conversation, wherever they come from and whatever their background. And if you feel included, you contribute better. And at that moment, the advantages of a diverse group really come into play. Thanks, Caroline, for those insights around how we communicate better in this new world of remote working. Next time, you're going to talk about being present, a key pillar of resilience. Till then, goodbye from us and thank you for listening.